Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey everyone, welcome to the third episode of the season one of our running. I get by with a little running with my friends podcast. And today I actually have a really, really, really old friend from college uh, that was on the cross country team with me. And she also was a track star. So she's super fast and she's getting ready to run Boston in just a few weeks. So she can tell us all about that. Uh, She also works full time and has the most beautiful kiddos ever. So Carrie, welcome to the show. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, anything you want to talk about, your family, your professional life, or your hobbies other than running, and then we'll get to all the running-related stuff. All right. That sounds good. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for thanks for having me on here. This is really fun. Yeah. Fun to, to catch up again and um, talk about something I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, as Sarah mentioned, really old is not really my age, just old in friendship years. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> Not not too young either. So yeah, uh, speaking of uh, running after 40, so I turned 43 um, last last month. And so it does put a, a different take uh, on running. So that's kind of why we're why we're here today. Mm-hmm. But um, but overall, I am uh, yeah, full time mom, full time, uh, full time professional, and a wife as well. I have a 14 year old and a 11 year old, which keep me very busy. And uh, they're also involved in a ton of sports. So that's our, our evenings is driving back and forth to different sporting events. But it's, it's really fun. And uh, yeah, my job, I also do travel with, um, with work and not so much over the last year and a half with COVID, but um, overall, still, still keep busy with that. And uh, just married, uh, married to my high school sweetheart and I met Sarah actually in, in college. We ran together and I have to tell this little story, Sarah. I don't know if okay. this digresses, but um, Sarah was the other pharmacy major on the track team mm-hmm. with me. And I have to say that when you graduated, you ran your first marathon and gave me or gave, I think all of us girls from the track team back in college, a whole um, it was an email at the time of mile by mile of your, of your marathon experience. And I was <laughs> taken aback by that. And uh, I, I really remember you hit a wall at like mile 17. And I remember all of that. And um, then in my final year of school, which was my rotation year, I decided I was going to do my first marathon and you kind of inspired me to do that. So great to oh, catch up. That's- that's great. I actually don't remember writing that, but I think I block out a lot of the memories of that marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really naive going into it. And I just thought I could do it and went out way too fast. And I don't even remember how old I was somewhere we have it up on the wall, but um, 
yeah, it was, that was an interesting experience. So I, I'm glad that yeah. you remember that though. Hopefully uh, <laughs> it was positive. The first 13 miles, I remember feeling great. It was the Chicago marathon. And then I remember losing like my ponytail holder and I had like my hair was down. It was, it was wicked. But before we get into more about you, do your kids run at all? I didn't, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. My, um, my, my 11 year old is in sixth grade and she just joined cross country okay. and we, she actually has her first meet tomorrow. So, um, so we'll see about that. She, she's, she's, she's also involved with soccer and field hockey. So it's a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of sports and it's just one more to add on. But, um, I, I, I'm hopeful that she will enjoy, enjoy the, the first meet and that'll kind of entice her a little bit more. Uh, but she, she's enjoying it. She definitely likes to run, but both kids really like to run more of their, on their own. My son okay. who just turned 14, he went out and ran six miles the other day just for fun. And uh, oh, he is, he is at, he's at the point that he's enjoying running because he says it's a sport he could do with whenever he wants to and yeah. can do it on his own. So, um, so that's great. He, has, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't joined the cross country team, but he just likes to go running on his own. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I love hearing the, the about the kids. My kids all hate to run, all three of them. So um, I failed that, <laughs> but I would die to get to go to a cross country meet and like watch the little kids. It's super fun. So, so how did you? When I met you, you were already like a super good, good competitive runner. Like, how did you get into it originally? Well, it, it's funny with um, my daughter in sixth grade. Um, it's a similar story because when I was in seventh grade, was the first time that we had the ability to do cross country. And I tried out for the volleyball team and didn't make it, which was not really a surprise. I mean, I didn't know the first thing about volleyball, but uh, at the time I was down about it. My mom told me that if I just joined cross country, they had already started, but if I just went and ran one meet, mm-hmm. she, she pretty much bribed me that there was a <laughs> necklace that I had wanted. And she said, if I go to that meet and if I just run one, she'll buy me that necklace. Uh-huh. And so I went to, I think one or two days of practice, did a meet and, uh, I, I think I, I won the meet. So I walked away and I'm like, well, that wasn't that hard. I don't <laughs> think other people were trying. <laughs> and I, and so she gave me the necklace and then from then on, I really enjoyed it. So I kind of got into it from a, a bride from my mom. <laughs> that's really cool. So she obviously knew that it was going to be for you or had some intuition, but that's, that's super cool. What about like, I know you're getting ready to run Boston and you've done a lot of running like since college even, but what are you most proud of? Like, is it a particular race, something that you train for? Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I think I'm most, I actually am. So in, in college, um, my freshman year, I had a academic and athletic scholarship. And then after my freshman year, um, the coach, coach as was, was great. And he, he gave me a full ride after that. And so truly, you know, running has always been more of a hobby and just something I really enjoy and helps me physically and mentally, uh, stay, stay together. But, um, you know, in college, being able to walk away, I remember walking out of the office and thinking, wow, this really has that um, necklace my mom paid for really has paid off because <laughs> it ended up paying for the next four years of college for me. Mm-hmm. So it was, that's my most uh, proud achievement with running. 
Yeah, you should be, especially because pharmacy was six years, you know, so just having that paid for is like huge coming out of college without with a doctorate degree and then not a bunch of debts. Amazing. Plus, you have to do what you like to do. So, I mean, those are some of my favorite memories, like doing traveling for cross country and track. So. So you're getting ready to train or you're getting ready to run Boston. Like, can you talk about your current (laughs) training regimen and maybe just the past year or so? Yeah. Um, so two year, well, in 2019, I decided I would do the Chicago marathon and I hadn't done a marathon in a few years. Um, right after college, I did do a bunch. I think I did nine marathons. Okay. And, um, and then I, and then my husband and I, we both got into doing triathlons and that pretty much happened because he liked to, to bike. Neither of us knew how to swim. So we learned to swim together and we, got into doing triathlons and what it was is really helped kind of preserve my, my knees and yeah. running so much, had some variety with workouts. And so I've, I, I enjoyed that night. Um, we both actually did the full Ironman together and then we did periodically half Ironman throughout those years. And then in 2019, I said, I'm going to try a marathon again because I haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I thought the kids were old enough and I kind of wanted them to see me do a marathon. And, um, so I, I did that in Chicago and I had qualified for Boston and then 2020 of the COVID of the pandemic happened and it was postponed until 2021. So over the last, um, over kind of 2020, I was, I was training, but I was also just doing, um, more, um, not as much of a, of distance stuff, more speed work, just to kind of stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And then I started training for Boston, I don't know, probably 20 weeks ago. And, uh, I'm, I'm following a, a program, which I typically follow the Hal Higdon program okay. and he, he's kind of, it's always worked for me. And I, uh, um, kind of just know that it's, it's, is, uh, has the right formula that, uh, that I typically can do well with. So I did a 20 mile run two weeks ago, and then I'm doing another one this week. And then I have a 12 mile and then, uh, just a taper. So I'm almost at the finish line, but I have to do that that one more 20 mile run this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you do your long runs by yourself or do you join a group or? No. Um, yeah, I, I actually have one friend who, um, does a lot of long runs with me. She's, she's not training for a marathon this year though. So, um, she is, she's done, usually she'll do about 10 miles with me and then she's at times gotten on a bike to finish it off. But, um, with work schedule, a lot of times I'm, and with our kids schedule, it's hard to match up. So I've done a lot of the long runs alone this time. Um, and I usually listen to music and get in the zone and, um, it's, it's weirdly relaxing. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I I think that's amazing. (laughs) I mean, to make it to Boston and still be I, I watched when you did those Ironmans. So I did, I did remember that you had done that. And I did a, the longest triathlon I ever did was the Olympic distance. So I was a terrible swimmer and I think I was the very last person out of the water. Um, but it was like, <laughs> we're proud of that moment. It was a cool, different thing to do. So, uh, can you talk a little bit about like moments of frustration as you've gotten older and trying to either do the triathlons or just running the races or just daily running and like how you've dealt with that? Yeah, I think with anything, uh, it's just finding the time. And so, um, for me, I'm, I'm typically, uh, 
I, well, this, this morning, actually, I did not set my alarm because I was tired last night and I thought, you know, I can run later if I can just yeah. sleep in. But then I still woke up at 5.30 and I decided I might as well get in the run yeah. anyhow. Um, so um, for me, it's it's really a matter of working out with all of the schedules and everything that we have going on and making sure to, to get it in because um, without it, without running or working out, doing something, it really eventually gets to me and I feel on edge. So I, I need to do it. So um, it's just prioritizing working out and um, making sure I get that in at some point during the day. Yeah, I know. I still get crabby, like if I don't get to. So my kids know, like, that just let her go because otherwise, she's, even when they were little, they kind of they were able to tell, like, okay, she'll be ask her after she gets done with her run, she'll be in a better mood, which is sad, but it's it's true. It does give you such like emotional benefits. Yeah, and then another like another um, thing, which is kind of running so much and uh, wanting to be uh, active is that a lot of times when if I can't go, you know, if I'm not supposed to go on a longer run or I'm just doing something shorter because my legs are a little bit tired, I've I've actually added different workouts in. So I've, yeah. I've uh, been playing tennis and um, been doing little class, like a boxing class at our park Ooh. district uh, gym. And so by adding those things, it's really helped me to still get that relief but not put all the pressure on my yeah. legs. And yeah. And actually, during COVID, I we stopped our big gym membership. So I used to swim um, at least once or twice a week. And that was also helpful just to keep uh, fit, but not put all that pressure on uh, the, the joints that I do with running. And But because of COVID, we canceled that membership. So um, right now, um, you know, it's, it's hard to know if we want to go full-fledged back in, but just changing it up and getting different kind of exercises has been helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you do any strength training? Yeah, I do um, like a body pump class, which is um, like a lightweight and just uh, a lot of repetition class. And that, um, or I do a fantastic app, which is a fit on. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a free app that you could do in your house or in your hotel when you're traveling. And it has a wide variety of different workouts that I've gotten pretty much all of my friends on this app and it's it's really fun because whenever someone starts a workout you can they you get notified that your friend started this workout and um they're all and you and they range from 10 minutes to 40 minutes they're really kind of a wide variety of workouts so I usually do a lot of those just on my own what was it called again because I've done like things on the Peloton app like strength and stuff but or on the Nike one but what was it what does it fit on yeah yeah fit on and it's it's amazing. You, you can, I think you, you can purchase it mm-hmm. and then you get like a meal plans, but you don't need, I don't do the meal portion of it. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Cause that's cool that you can see other people. Cause I don't like doing strength. I'd much rather just run, but I'm trying to make sure that I do it at least something, you know, a couple of times a week. Um, do. Some, yeah. Yeah. That's I'll have to check that out. And, and that app, it has, um, like you can just, it, you could specify if you want to work on abs one day or arms one day and you could even just do it for 10-15 minutes and just get something shortened yeah especially like when we're traveling right when you're at the hotel and you just want to do something and and quick and yep that's I'm gonna check that out yeah what about nutrition like do you have you changed anything as you've gotten older or is it pretty much just you know 
Yeah, I, I think I used to not ever pay attention to eating yeah. as much because you just didn't really need to. Mm-hmm. And now I'm definitely more conscious of it. But um, but overall, I think that a lot of times I, I run so I can enjoy myself. So mm-hmm. I don't restrict myself too much. But overall, I don't think in I've never been a big uh, fast food or like grease or fried person. So I, I usually just try to pick healthier options, but I'm uh, knowing that I'm going to go run 20 miles this weekend. I don't really hold back on, yes. <laughs> on, on food too much. I know. I think I used to like run so that I could eat, but now it's like I run so I can drink wine. <laughs> the older my computer <laughs> yeah. so, so that's kind of an added bonus. But uh, what about like nutrition on the marathon? What, what do you do for that? Like for the further along? Yeah. For that, I've been practicing. Usually um, I practice that every, like anytime I get over 12 miles, I'll start working on my nutrition. So I have an idea of what I want to do during the marathon. And a lot of that, you know, for a fall marathon changes because in the summer when it's super warm, uh, I'm typically sweating a lot more and I need more nutrition uh, quicker. But, um, and so that, that changes. And I think that's why it's good to practice that during all your long runs. So that way you have an idea of when the circumstances are different, how you're going to adapt to that. Um, but typically I use a salt tab because I feel like I, I'm a, I'm a good sweater. So I, I always have a salt tab and then, um, gels. And I also take, um, usually bef- I practice before, since I do a lot of my runs in the morning, I usually just take like, um, a little gel or something before the run. And then on race day, that's what I'll do too, because I'm not good at eating much too early because it's on a race day. I always know that's hard to really get anything down. So something like a gel is easy for me to, that I know I can digest before a race. Awesome. What other, do you have any other like books or apps or anything that you use? I already wrote down the fit dot on one, but like anything else that, and also the health hook program that you're using, but anything else that gear, it could be any, any tips, I guess, for people. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, on my, I love my, my Garmin watch might be my favorite thing. And, and because it connects to music on my watch, so I don't have to carry my phone around. I think that that's um, really, really enjoyable to be able to listen to whatever you want while running. And uh, I typically just have my, um, I don't, I don't, I run mostly to um, different playlists that I've created on Spotify. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's uh, what I use for running. But then, um, you know, when it comes to other apps fit on the Hal Higdon app is um, where I've actually downloaded it where every day they give you, your run that you're supposed to do and you can put in the, how you felt that day and how much effort you gave in. And then it, it's really nice because it shows your overall and will adjust your training plan based on that. And it's, it's pretty much computerized. However, there is customer service. If you ever have a question, you can ask them and then they will adjust your plan for you on that. That's cool. I'm going to write that down. I'll put that in the show notes too, so that people can refer to that. Cause I don't use any apps like that. And I, I, I don't know how we ever survived without having the music. I'm like <laughs> had the little, I think I had one of those yellow. Did you ever have a yellow Sony Walkman thing? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I know. Yep. And I mean, I thought that was the greatest thing because at least you could listen to something, right? Uh, so yeah. sometimes I, I wonder. So what keeps you motivated? I mean, 
how did you, you keep doing all these things over the years, even though you are busy and a lot of people make excuses and, you know, stop doing races, um, stop, you know, training period, you know, like, how do you keep yourself going like this? Um, you know, I, I think, um, I'm, 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 might be, uh, I think it's just a matter of keep moving. Cause you keep living. I don't know. I, I yeah. think that, um, I never want to stop. I always, um, I have this dream somehow of running a race when I'm 90 years old. And mm-hmm. I think it, it, it definitely won't look as pretty as it was even 20 years ago or, uh, but I just want to show up at the line and see, um, and be able to do it. Yeah, that's cool. Do you try to set different goals versus time like now, or do you just still shoot for mainly time? Yeah, you know, I know I'll never. So I ran my fastest marathon was a 309 and Mm. I will never run that ever again. That was kind of one of those things where I was training. Um, Actually, my husband and I were both training and he had to, he had to hit a under a 310 to qualify for Boston. And so we were just training together and I was just on par with him. And then a few weeks before, I don't know if he got injured or if he had a bad cold. So he couldn't run that marathon at Chicago. And so I ended up running it alone and I ended up qualifying for the men's qualifying time, which was really exciting mm-hmm. for me. And, uh, but it was one of those realities of, I'll never do that again. So now, um, I really haven't even thought about what time I want to do in Boston in a few weeks. I want to do, I want to be within, you know, within five, 10 minutes of probably where I was last time I did it was 19 years ago. So, um, and so, so I, I'm, I'm returning 19 years later and I hope to be, and I, I honestly don't even know my time. I think I had like a 325, so it'd be mm-hmm. nice to be under 340, mm-hmm. but, but I haven't really thought much about time. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you, as you get older, like the time is just a number. I do think that, and it's more just the whole workout process and just being able to do it. And like you said, just showing up. And I hope I'm doing that when I'm 92, you know, like you see those videos <laughs> on social media, like the, you know, a 90 year old lady is running the track. That's, I hope that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. how do you think the continued, you know, working out, doing these races, like, how do you think it's impacted your family and, you know, just you on a personal level? Um, I, I mean, I think it's the one thing that's really neat is, um, just showing kids, the kids really, um, not just, um, not just staying in shape. I think that's a a huge part of it, but being able to work towards a goal and seeing discipline, you know, every morning, uh, typically I go running, my husband gets the kids up and, uh, then I come back and they see me all sweaty and they know that, Oh, mom went out on a run, Yeah, you know? So even though it's not, a, um, they, you know, it's nothing that they probably even connect right now, but I hope in the long run, they'll understand that if you have a goal and you put the hard work in that eventually it, you can accomplish that goal. Yeah, that's beautiful advice. I think that it's uh, your kids are watching and they will take it in and they will rem- they'll remember seeing you all sweaty in the morning when they wake, you know. Someday <laughs> they'll pass that along to their kids, you know. I mean, and then we're just They don't want me to you know. kiss them when when they go off to school cuz I'm too gross, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, definitely. Just wrapping up. Well, first of all, just good luck in Boston. I'm so excited to see, you know, the, the pictures and whatnot, but just the one last question I have is like, what advice do you have for people that maybe don't have your internal motivation that you have? Like, do you have any tips for people that maybe they used to be a runner or maybe they're just getting started and they want to do some walk running, some jogging, and they are older and they just kind of feel frustrated and sit, you know, it's just too hard, you know, what, what tips do you have for them? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when I think of when I started swimming and I didn't even swim at all until I was pregnant with my son, who's now 14. So, um, I understand kind of that, not, uh, not knowing what to do and you don't think you can ever get to that level. Um, and it, it was, um, you know, understanding that and the, what you need to do for that. I think with running and really any athletic endeavor, not everyone is, has that athletic gene or, you know, if they've never done it in their life, um, that doesn't mean that they can't learn, you know, and they don't have to be searching or reaching to, to win any races. It's just a matter of competing within themselves and improving with, with who they are and who they want to be. So I think with, um, someone that's brand new to it, it's a matter of setting realistic expectations mm-hmm. and understanding that you're not just going to go out there and run the run a 5k, but you can, um, you know, understand that you, you start walking and you start increasing your activity and you'll be amazed at the huge jumps that you can accomplish that way. So I think the, the biggest um, advice really is being realistic, but staying consistent because consistency is where you will see the the goals actually be achieved. Yeah, that's a perfect way to finish up is just the consistency. I, I love that. And I think that it's hard to start, like it's hard to get the consistency, I think, but once you get it, it's actually hard to stop it, you know, because it just is such yeah. a habit. So it's, you know, it's maybe said a lot, but it's, it's true. You just have to put in the work. Well, thank you. It was so fun to connect. And I know that the people out there listening uh, will love to hear your advice. And just you're an inspiration with all the marathons that you've done and the Ironmans you've done and now a Boston uh, coming up. So again, best of luck and thanks for coming on. Um, thank you, Sarah. I had a great time talking about it. If if anything, you know, when, when you're training for a marathon, there's always ups and downs of Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you're, you're on a high, you feel great that week. And then there's other weeks where you just can't wait to get it done. And this is one of those weeks where it's like, Oh, gotta get in that next 20 mile run. So it's nice to reflect on why I'm running and how I enjoy it. And that will help me carry me through on that 20 mile run this weekend. So thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.